Welcome to Facts from the Field with Ag Valley, where we discuss agronomic and agricultural topics to help keep your operation successful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Facts from the Field. Today we'll be discussing weed control in our stubble fields and the effects the recent rains are having on our fallow decisions. I'm Randy Nelson, the Agronomy Location Manager for Maywood and North Platte, and today I have Matt Volk with me, an agronomist out of our Cambridge location. So Matt, I guess uh, start off with the weather we've been having, a lot, of, a lot of rain coming across down south here. Well, first of all, thank you for having me today, and we have been blessed with some moisture here lately, especially in the southern region. Uh, when you get uh, down to the state line south, not as much rain. Oh, really? And as you go north, as you know, as, yes. we've got some drier areas as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have been real fortunate to not have a major hail event in our region until we get west of McCook and they've had their share of hail once again. Have they again, yes. So with the moisture that we've been having, I mean wheat stubble now we're getting wheat harvest going quite a bit across the whole area so we're going to be having a bunch of stubble fields now. Um, what are you think, seeing out there in the in the stubble fields? Well in our stubble fields uh, good stands of wheat along with spring applications of herbicides still look pretty good uh, but as we get thinner stands of wheat cut out there uh, we're getting weeds coming through even before we get it cut mm -hmm. and uh, they grow really fast under these hot humid conditions so you see all things out there fields that don't look too bad and fields that look like they should have been sprayed last week so definitely need to get out and check the fields and, uh, and look need, around. Need to look at everything and mm -hmm. you know where, where we've done some uh, continuous wheat behind some crops and maybe got a little thinner stand of wheat, uh, those, those fields are going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. And we'll want to be on them. Typically uh, over the years we've been able to wait till the 10th of August before we really had to get concerned. But that's back when we could still control our weeds. Well, after uh, they got bigger. Now effectively, we yes. I see. And so now it's getting to be a real challenge. Uh, this is the middle of July. And uh, we're going to be recommending spraying wheat stubble real soon. Real soon. Okay. Do you think, um, what would you be putting on it? Just a burn down on the wheat stubble now? Or do you have some ideas for... Maybe residual, with all the moisture we've been getting, are guys going to have to spray more times? We are in a time when we're going to have to treat more than we have in the past. Uh, our residuals on our wheat stubble typically have been atrazine. And in my opinion, it's too early to put atrazine in the field. Uh, we, have, we have tried to minimize our applications uh, by combining atrazine in the mix and we don't get the results that we strive for uh, and I guess the results that we're trying to get are uh, our volunteer wheat control mm -hmm. uh, so with the moisture well guys should be seeing some volunteer wheat in a burn down application this time over uh, would be would be our recommendation you know, you mentioned atrazine there a second ago. You know, back in the old days, before all the restrictions, you could go out and put on 
seven, eight pounds of hatrazine, and it seemed to work pretty well. But now with this, uh, our restrictions that we've had over the last many years, um, like you say, atrazine just isn't cutting it as much as we thought it used to. The restrictions that are placed on atrazine uh, are a factor. But if you remember back uh, several years ago, uh, we had a product called Igran, uh, a Milo herbicide, mm -hmm. but it worked real well in the wheat stubble. And that combination was usually a one-time treatment and did a good job. That market was too small, so that product is gone. I see. And thus the atrazine, uh, we still apply atrazine, but I like to wait until at least the middle part of October or later if I can. And then it seems like we do a pretty good job of keeping our volunteer weed under control in the spring of the year. I see. A product I've used quite a bit at the later, like you said, in October is also uh, bicep. So with the atrazine, also with some dual in it. So I've done that uh, up in my area quite a bit. Does seem like it does work pretty well, holding the winter annuals down coming into the next spring. As long as we can get that late enough in the fall of the year and get things cooled off the addition of the dual in the bicep is a good treatment yeah so with palmer amaranth being such a problem in our fields we see it uh, in our stubble fields we're going to see it in our chem fallow fields i mean you still see it out in your corn fields if you get a stand that gets opened up with hail or something you know i've had growers tell me that their palmer amaranth they see a new flush of it, even up to harvest. What have you noticed as far as the palmer? Well, the first thing we noticed this spring was seed heads uh, the first week of May. Uh, plants that were about three inches tall put on seed heads. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go out in the fall of the year like you're talking, even in the combine, if we haven't had that good hard freeze, you will find these plants coming and putting on seed heads. Uh, I, at my own residence, I keep my driveway sprayed with Roundup and 2,4-D amine, mm -hmm. and uh, my wife's really happy with that when the weeds are dead. <laughs> and I have noticed the pig weeds, I will call them, are not dying. Mm -hmm. And if they're dying, they're not turning brown. When I go to pull them, they'll just break off at the root with a brown stem, mm -hmm. but they're still green as can be. That's scary because in a spot spray situation like that, I'm probably using a little more mm -hmm. than uh, we would use in the field. Yeah. So, uh, and in our fallow acres, you know, it can look fine today, and in a week they can be a foot, foot and a half tall and be a mess. So, yes, definitely very aggressive weed, is yep. what you're saying. So we can't just wait for a lot of green out in the field. If we're seeing the palmer, the pigweed, you're going to have to pull the trigger sooner than what you would normally think. We're going to have to go sooner than we would like to go. Uh, in a, over the last several years, we've used two applications mm -hmm. in the summer. Uh, we're probably looking at at least three at this stage of the game. With the moisture we get, it's just going to keep driving more weeds up. Yes, and without moisture, uh, that's going to be a bad day as well. Exactly. So uh, we really need to plan on three applications, and 
we need to keep our combination of chemistries in the mix mm -hmm. and we're still looking for a silver bullet that will handle <laughs> these things so if we find it we'll be glad to share exactly yes so do you have any other uh, product recommendations that you might uh, be looking at for your chemfile market? I know myself, uh, looking around the bunch of soybean fields we have, I've used a product called Latigo, and it doesn't seem to be as, uh, as volatile, and so you can spray it near gardens and, and the likes of that. Have you tried any of that around homes and, and gardens? Well, I have not tried that. Uh, I try and avoid those as much <laughs> as possible. Uh, the homes and gardens that yes. is yeah. uh, no uh, I'm looking at throwing some aim in to okay. try and get some additional burn on these weeds uh, the brash is another product that's a combination of 2,4-D and dicamba uh, heavy on the 2,4-D and I think that could be maybe effective on uh, the palmer and water hemp mm -hmm. but it's it's just going to be some trial and error. Well, and we need to make sure we keep our adjuvants up. So crop oils. You know, that's one thing that uh, I am going to push up, even with the good moisture conditions and the humidity that we have, going to keep the surfactants on the top side. Yes. Uh, push that uh, crop oil where it's not uh, a threat to a crop uh, needs to be added into the mix. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We, we try and, well, we use, uh, you know, Cornerstone, which is just a little bit uh, cheaper price than Roundup PowerMax. Mm -hmm. uh, and we do everything we can to minimize our inputs. But one thing, uh, sometimes when you try and save a dollar, you can cost yourself a whole lot more. Yes, you yes, can't really save your way into prosperity. That's, That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining me today on Facts from the Field. I'm Randy Nelson with Ag Valley Co-op. Thank you for listening to this edition of Facts from the Field. For more information about Ag Valley Co-op, visit us at agvalley.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.